Hey guys, welcome to Bag Broadcast, episode number 549. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. <laughs> the first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out January 17th, 2024. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. Uh, And this week, you've already heard us look back at 2023 as a whole. And now we're going to be looking forward to 2024, the year that we're already in. So why not celebrate with a drink? Except for Paul, who's on call for work again. You drinking tea again? Yep, still drinking tea. Uh, I I also just want to point out, I'll edit all this out, so don't worry. Uh, Paul, you forgot to start the show off how you always start it. Uh, by saying boobs, boobs, titty, titty, fuck, fuck. So. Oh, but that's no. That's what Caitlin came down to say. And then I said I didn't need to say it. That would be something John would need to say. I don't say stuff like that. That's a Paul thing. But anyways, uh, John, I saw you take a sip of something. What are you, what are you drinking? Uh, so two years ago, New Belgium Brewery put out a beer called Juice Force. Which was delicious. It's still good. I still it's, like it. It's still very good. Last year, they put out Fruit Force, which was like a fruit punch version. Don't like that one as much. Don't like that one as much. And now we have Tropical Force. Ah. Pineapple, a more pineapple-y Fruit Force, uh, or Juice Force. And I don't like this one that much either. Um. This reminds me of like the artificial fruit flavor that you we got maybe on one of those canned cocktails mm-hmm. or on um, a bad hard seltzer. I it just I just don't like it. Um, not super enjoying that, but I'm also having from Bell's. They're cold hearted, cold IPA. Oh. And this one's nice. Um, they did a cold, an experimental cold IPA in their variety pack. Yeah, I think, didn't we do that variety pack? We did. Yeah. But this is now a cold IPA in the pack because their Eric's experimental is a black IPA in that pack. Hmm. Um, but this is good. Um, I like it. I think this might be, it, I, I would imagine it would be the same cold ipa they had as the experimental and they made it one but i think i like that one better than this um but this is good but also am i just rinsing out the tropic fruit force out of my mouth could be but it's still good chris you're drinking something that could or could not be good um i'm coming around to it a little bit um i am drinking a new varietal of one of my favorite beers, uh, Schoferhofer, and this is their Watermelon Mint. Uh, I've been a big fan of the Grapefruit Schoferhofer ever since the first time I went down to Epcot. I love the pomegranate one. The cherry one's pretty decent. Pineapple one, not a big fan of, but it was okay. And then my least favorite so far has been the lemon one. which uh, What about of, the passion fruit one? I don't remember the passion fruit one. It was in the I have to double check and see if I had it. It was in the variety pack. Okay, I must have had it then. I don't remember it. Stay tuned because I'll look up that one. Uh, the lemon one was my least favorite because it was like 
almost like that fake Lemonheads kind of flavor came off more like stringent cleaner than like actual like fruit flavored. Uh, so I was curious about the watermelon mint. I do enjoy watermelon. I'm not a big mint fan. Uh, and the I tried to drink this the other day and I took a few sips of it and I just was not feeling it. Uh, so I actually drain poured it. And then today I was like, oh, crap, I forgot I don't have anything to actually talk about. I was like, I guess I'm going to have to drink this. I don't because the other night I was drinking it out of the can. Uh, this time I've actually poured it into a Pilsner glass because that's like the closest thing I have to drink like a wheat beer out of right now. Um, and I don't mind it as much as I did the other night. I think it is still a little bit too overpowering with the mint. And Paul, uh, we were talking briefly before the show where you're not a fan of like that watermelon mint combo. I like actual watermelon with actual mint. Um, This is like that fake kind of Jolly Rancher candy watermelon. (laughs) And when you pair that up with like that kind of fake flavor mint, it, it's not great, but I don't hate it as much as I did the other night. I'll probably finish this can um just i mean while we're talking i tend to just drink stuff and i don't focus on on it as much after uh we get past this initial review stage so i'll probably just be able to drink and be fine with it but this is one of my lower tiers of the Schoferhofer varieties because it's it's partially just not my flavor profile but then also Mm -hmm. they have better versions of this beer and most of those are all just readily available at my beer store too. So I would rather just pick those up than this one again. This is the one I'd never, I did, we, <clears throat> we have it in the store. I never brought it home. I never thought to bring it home because that balance of watermelon and mint is so key. It's got to be yeah. right on or it's not going to work. And watermelon flavored things a lot of the time just don't work. Yeah. They're either, like you said, Jolly Rancher or Too Weak, um, 21st Amendment, um, their watermelon was always really good. Um, back in the day, uh, New Belgium did a, a watermelon beer that was that was good. Um, but those are always hard. But then when you add that mint in, it's that, this this sounds a little bit more kind of derogatory and sky is falling then i probably mean it too but this is probably the closest thing i can think to say it's like you had taken the cup and you had like rinsed your mouth out, mouth out with mouth i can't talk rinsed your mouth out with mu- mouthwash it's hard hard sentence to say that's a tough one uh and then right after that someone handed you like a watermelon Arizona iced tea and you poured it into that same cup and then you took a swig of that. Like it's those kind of flavor meldings. It's not great. Yeah. Doesn't sound great. I usually chew from Orbit their sweet mint, but when I went to buy gum, they didn't have that. So I bought one like winter mint or one of those mints and I was like, eh, too minty for me. Because I'm not a big mint fan. Right. Like, uh, I don't like peppermints. I don't like see, mint candy. We don't uh, we don't have a lot of news today, so we can we can dwell on this for a minute. What's your go-to gum? Because I'm a big red, I'm a big red boy. Big uh, red. And if that, yeah, and if that's not available, I like a uh, a five gum like their spearmint. Yeah. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm an Orbit sweet mint. That's my 
that's my go-to. That's what I've been chewing forever. I used to really love Arm & Hammer had a gum that they sold in the uh, I'm toothpaste sorry, aisle. His, his name is Arnie Arm. Hammer, and he was the Lone Ranger, so put some respect on his name. Uh, he's also a cannibal. Go figure. But he has that one story about how his party uh, with his family, they used to be crazy. Oh, man. Um, I was confused. I, well, yeah. But that's... that's. Uh, but yeah, anyways, Arm & Hammer used to have a gum, and I used to really, really like that. And the the flavor lasted forever because I would chew it like my entire work shift. And if, and if it ever started to lose flavor, you just go to the fridge and take the box that was in yeah. there, dip your gum in it, and they're like, here we go. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. It also tastes like meals past. Mm. Soda. Paul, oh, gum, I'm gum a, I'm a whatever gum you guys are passing me kind of guy. Hey, you want mm. some gum? Sure. Uh, so, so like, I, but, oh shit! I wish I I still had that pack of Big League Chew that I bought like a month ago. That would have been great to pull out. But I, you know, I normally don't uh, chew gum. It's it's not something that I buy. It's not something I look for. Uh, Kate will get gum. She's a cinnamon uh, gum person. From I don't. It's not big red though. It's one. I can, I don't even know. Wrigley's cinnamon. Dentine. Dentine. Yeah, maybe it's dentine cinnamon. Like yeah. Listener, let us know your gum taste. Email us over at bagboardcast at gmail dot com. I have to uh, hit. Like, every once in a while, we talk about something like to Grayson about some flavor. And I said it was like bubblicious. So uh-huh. now he, he talks about that. And I'm like, I don't even think bubblicious exists anymore that I, I can they, buy it and give him a piece of that gum. I think they still make it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not something I buy, but I'm pretty sure like it's still available. I mean, they still but make can, hubba, hubba Bubba. And that's like the worst gum in the world. They still world. make bubble tape. But, it, but what's great is like if it doesn't exist anymore, you'd be like, oh, that was something that was around during the 1900s. You know, you just. And the kid's mind will be blown. It's like so long ago. The 1900s. Oh. It is so long ago, though. Yeah. 44 years. <laughs> Anyways, good talk, guys. Good, good, talk. good talk. And that's the episode, everyone. Uh, <laughs> read and review us. No. Man, 2024. A about. What a year. Yeah. Uh, and something that we don't have a release date for. Oh, Paul, do you do you want to talk about your tea? Oh, yeah. I'm you drinking, drinking your ginger? It's not the ginger tea. I'm drinking the one without ginger this time. This is a little compare and contrast from last episode. This is Celestial Seasons Seasonings uh, Lemon Zinger. Mm. Uh, this is part of their Zinger line where they just have fruit flavored. And this is caffeine free. I think it's spiced with like chicory and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, has a little bit of it has a nice lemon flavor to it. But if I wanted a real lemon zinger. I would just take a slice of lemon, hot water be done you know so this tea's okay it's good uh maybe if i was making like a big uh big batch of sun tea maybe having one of these packs mixed in with a couple other you know with maybe another that kind lemon of, flavor give me that lemon flavor throughout maybe some fresh mint Ooh, maybe some fresh mint in there too mm. just a bouquet of fresh mint you know tied in there yeah so maybe if so this might be better for the sun tea versus a uh, hot you know, a hot tea on a winter day. But, you know, I like the lemon flavor. I'm a little congested right now, and I don't know why. You know, when I'm when I'm feeling sick or anything. So that's why I, I like having it around. It's more of a, you know, feeling down kind of tea. But 
I think the lemon ginger one from uh, what was that? Tauzo Tauzo last week. Uh, I thought it was you had the Wegmans brands. I thought I had one Wegmans brand, oh, okay. uh, which was the uh, probably the Earl Grey hot or no the apple cinnamon. The apple cinnamon was really good. I was it from Wegmans. But yeah, look forward to another tea review coming <laughs> soon. And I look forward to seeing the maybe someday upcoming Mandalorian Grogu movie from Star Wars by Jon Favreau, because uh, announced this past week that, yeah, uh, Din Djarin and Grogu are not gone. Uh, taking the place of a season four of the show will be a a movie, which is exciting, because I, I figured they hit the point with these characters that they were probably going to be taken off the table until we got the big Star Wars crossover thing that uh, will probably be coming out eventually from blanking on his name. I feel bad. Dave, Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni, yes. Um, I figured that's when they would probably make their triumphant return, but I don't know. This is something I'm excited for. I, I don't fault Lucasfilm for going back to something that people loved. Mm-hmm. To kind of get them excited to go to the movies or tune into a movie again before they come out with the uh, Ray in the future movie or the High Republic movie that's still supposed to be coming out. Um, yeah, reinforce. You mean Rogue Squadron, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, Paul. I'm sorry, Rogue Squadron, which is supposed to come out come last out. month. Actually, I, miss, yeah. I must have missed it. Excuse me. Now, do we want a time jump? With an older Grogu, or are you going to sell tickets by having a baby Grogu? I think it's still going to be baby Grogu. I don't think they can jump into the future where he's young. I I don't know where like the step up would be. Because the time frame would be then Din Djarin's retired. You know, by because if he's fifty years old and he's still that small of a child, and it's been and he looks not noticeably different from the start of the very start of the. Uh, empire to the fall of the empire what is that 20 something years uh that means that i i doubt that he's going to grow up much in the next 30 20 years you know forward so but i I think if you get people excited to go see this movie and they sit down and it's it's not baby yoda everyone's gonna be like whoa it's not like the the baby Groot thing where everyone's like oh he's adorable and then you see him as like the surly teenager and everyone's like, Oh, that makes sense. It's been a movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Gotta give the people the why they bought the tickets. Yeah. Werner Herzog, want to see the baby. Show me the child. <laughs> Come with baby if you want to live. <laughs> you know, all those famous lines. Mm-hmm. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody Nobody shoots baby with a blaster. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Baby loves Edra. But that's the only thing I have. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they announced that, yes, season two of Ahsoka is actually going to be in development uh, soon. Dave Filoni is working on a pass for it now. So uh, I guess there was some speculation. Maybe that was it was going to be a one and done thing, especially since uh, Ray Stevens. Ray. Yeah. Ray Stevenson, Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Uh, passed away. Um, that maybe they, they wanted to, and maybe there wasn't enough excitement about Ahsoka season one. I know it kind of got mixed reviews. So I don't know. I felt no. very, very positive about it. And 
I think some of the mixed reviews were from people that maybe weren't completely up on that Ripples canon. So I think there might have been a fair amount of people. I should I should probably reach out to my mom about it. I don't think we really talked about Ahsoka at all, but my mom doesn't have that full wealth of knowledge like of everything about Star Wars. So I feel like if I asked her, like, hey, how did you feel about Sabine and Ezra? I don't even know if she would remember those characters' names, but she might be like, oh, I like the show, but I didn't care about any of that. I was there for the zombie stormtroopers. Yeah. Took off my socks, boys. Go time. That's right, <laughs> That's... listener. It's spanked and bored after dark. Ooh. Uh, uh, my socks are already off, but I have two toes taped together because I broke one. Hey, tape, you're just like me. The tape's coming off. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, exclusive. See this crooked toe. Foot only. Foot only camera. Anyways, guys, let's look forward to some comic books because I'm not looking forward to talking about feet anymore. <laughs> uh, you don't want to, uh, so we're going to move the Feet are gross. I'm sorry. I, I do not like them. I was just making a joke. That okay. was all for the lulls. I don't want to see right, anyone's so feet. Let's you want to see my feet and put my socks back on. Let's get our let's uh get our toes and mosey on out of the news garden and go into uh like got to put on shoes and socks socks and shoes to go to the comic book stores, guys. And so when you do that, what books are you going to be picking up on uh, January seventeenth? Uh, Chris, you're picking up a book that I'm also looking forward to picking up. Yeah, uh, this is spinning out of the Skybound Image Comics Energon universe, and this is Cobra Commander number one, and this is a miniseries, uh, and they say the rise of Cobra begins here, being written by Joshua Williamson, art by Andrea Milana. Uh, you heard our review of Duke number one last week. This seems to be picking up right after that. Um, I'm loving this universe. Talked about it. I'm not even a big G.I. Joe fan, but you know what? They they have my attention here. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes and where it leads to for the Energon universe as a whole. Yeah, and we got a little teaser in the back of Duke for this book. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, when I was doing some of my stuff for like Look Forward, I was looking into the like the G.I. Joe books that are going on at the same time and some of the um, covers for Cobra Commander look pretty good. Some of the covers that look like the old action figure cards are really cool. I, I like those a lot. And that, again, as someone that's not well versed or like a big G.I. Joe fan, that didn't really have a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Paul, what are Paul, you looking forward to? Paul, what are you looking forward to? There's like an echo in here. And, and or we're in some sort of weird time dilation, uh, time travel mode, much like Superman is in Superman 10. He's traveling back in time with uh, Marilyn Moonlight, Moonlight to figure out uh, why she haunts the night. This is the character that we saw in that one Superman book that basically can shine moonlight and it kind of re-energized Superman when it was like that darkness was happening. Did we see? I don't remember this at all. Uh, okay. It was like a little. Was this something was, that we read or was it something yeah. that you picked? I'm pretty sure we read for as part of the look back, like when they reintroduced Superman. Uh, but 
maybe maybe it's something that I read after that. Those quick hits. But uh, yeah, so they're going around trying to figure out her past. And guess what? This is a start of a new story arc, John. The good, the bad, and the super. Mm. Still being written. A stay, uh, stay, same creative team, though. Still Joshua Williamson and Bruno Rodaldo on art. So mm. Nice. Cobra so Commander and Duke's own Joshua Williamson. That guy's got his... He he's got his finger in a lot of a lot of pies, much like, like how Superman's probably going to bust a pie thief, you know, back in the old west. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to John Constantine, comma Hellblazer, colon Dead in America, number one from uh, DC Black Label. Um, and this is Cy Spurrier and Aaron Campbell uh, coming back to this book. Um. I do enjoy some Hellblazer. Sometimes they're good reads. Sometimes they're not. I'm hoping that this is going to be a good one. Um, This is kind of an interesting. John Constantine has cheated death once again, but his heart's not beating and his body is starting to decay. And he's trying to fix that. So sounds like it might be a fun book. Uh, Also worth noting, this is a Sandman spinoff book. Yes. Taking place in that uh, dream universe, so cool. Yeah. So they got rid of Vertigo, but now we got Black Label. Black Label. But Black Label can be anything, and now we have the dream universe within Black Label. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Label is basically. You know why? Because it says DC's Black Label, and it's not a separate, Hmm. a separate uh, publisher. It's confusing. Yeah, but they got rid of Vertigo a long time ago. Yeah. And then they kind of had it back where it, they made it more of like an imprint. And now that they got that. Yeah, it was called Black Label. Label. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman, but he says fuck. And you see his outline line of his wang. Uh, but then they go on back and redid it. They redid the art. So you don't. And now. A dramatic reading from Batman, colon, Legends of Gotham, number one, page 40, panel five. I kind of know how he is. Someone says you have kindness. He's a scar on the right away. And that was a dramatic reading from Batman, colon, Legends of Gotham, number one, page 40, panel five. Dropped my phone. <laughs> well, I thought you dropped the mic because well, you did such a good dramatic I reading. Did, I didn't drop my phone. I had it like propped up against the uh, the shelf on my desk and it, it slid. But yeah. yeah, you can see that eventually on our Instagram. I've been really bad about posting stuff over there, guys, and I apologize. But it you know okay. what? It happens. It does John, happen. Sometimes drinking another beer happens. You ready to go for your next one? Yeah, you I've already, I've already cracked it open, baby. I'm good to go, go baby. <sighs> that tastes like a black IPA. Uh, this is a nice black IPA. It's nothing crazy. Um, I did see a couple other breweries are going to be releasing black IPAs this year. So that makes They're me back, baby. excited. It makes me happy. Um, but there's something with this 
because I'm sorry, this is from Bell's, uh, their change of heart, experimental black IPA. There's something, there's a taste in this beer that's also in the cold IPA. Um, that just is like, it's not that it tastes off, but it's just like a, I don't know if it's the hop they're using or what, but it's kind of got a little like blahness to it. Um, but it's still good. It still has a nice roasty character. It's a little thinner than I want. Um, it's a 7% beer, but it tastes, I thought I was going to say a 4.5%. Like, it just has a nice, it has a lightness to it. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I think um, Big Ditch up here in Buffalo for um, uh, the uh, Eclipse. They're putting out a black IPA. I heard a couple other breweries um, locally are going to be putting out black IPAs. But it sounds like there a lot of breweries are doing it for the Eclipse. And I'm all for it. Like, yeah. Give me as uh, many black IPAs as I can get. One of our favorite breweries down here, Deadwards, has a black IPA right now that they brewed in conjunction with Coppertail Brewing. Somewhere in Florida. I don't know where it's located. haven't been there yet. Uh, but it, it's... A complete knockout. It's absolutely fantastic, and I'm I'm sad for the day that that does go away because I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, I just remember having a bottle of something in my fridge I could have popped open. I'll, I'll probably do that uh, <laughs> once we get into our main topic. Because boy, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, the whole year, 360. Oh gosh, six days, 366 days, right? Yeah, it's a leap year this uh, leap year. this year. So. A lot of stuff to talk about. Where are we starting? Are we starting with uh, movies, I mean, TV? I, I have all that written down. I have movies. Uh, I have TV shows. I have comics. And then I have our new beers resolution. Those are things that we always talk about, what we're looking forward to for the upcoming year. Um, you know, I already got mine. Black IPAs. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah, I, we are a comic book podcast. I feel like it is a good place for us to start or do we want to end with the comic books eh, what do we end with the comic books yeah okay yeah so let's start with the movies then yeah because there can only be so many movies that are coming out this year in 2024 I mean, there's, there's a good amount of movies coming out but i was trying to be a i don't want to say more selective with what i'm looking forward to because there's definitely movies that i will be going to go see uh, so i was just trying to pick some stuff that is going to get me a little bit more excited to go to the theater. Well, there's some notable, uh, like, blank spots in, in the upcoming releases, right? Like, there's no Marvel, big Marvel movie mm-hmm. from Marvel Studios. There is, of course, the most anticipated movie of the year, Craven the Hunter, and also Madam Web. Yeah, all the Marvel stuff was pushed back to next year. So... So there's no, none of that to look forward. There's no new Star Wars movies still coming out 2024. So what am I going to the movies to see, guys? Like, I kind of lean on you guys now for that kind of information. Well, I mean, you, because you can't even look forward to Mission no. Impossible Dead Reckoning 2 because that got pushed back. It is no longer being called Dead Reckoning yeah. 2. There's no Mission Impossible here. There's, uh, yeah. Uh, well, Paul, you're a big video game guy. So my number three is a movie based off of one of Chris and my favorite video games, and that's Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, 
This is helmed by uh, Eli Roth. And we got a whole cavalcade of characters. And for some Kate reason, Blanchett's in it. Uh, Kevin Hart's in it. Jamie Lee um, Curtis. Yeah. Jack Black is Claptrap. Uh, you have Atlas, Tannis, uh, Gina Gershon is is Moxie. Um, I feel like that. Like I googled this just so I could have the information for it up, and then Google also says like people also ask, is Borderlands movie ever coming out? What's up with the Borderlands movie? Because they announced this so long ago. Yeah, 2019, right? And we've only had like not even character pictures. We've had like character silhouettes. Yeah, released. Um, I don't know. I am excited for this. This is definitely something that I wrote down as well because, like John said, I love these video games. I have played all of them. The pre-sequel, the side stories, like the Tales from the Borderlands Telltale game. And I think there's uh, a Tiny new Tino's one coming Wonderland. out too. There's uh, the Telltale one. No, uh, just a new Borderlands game. I believe is uh, going to be coming out. There's been rumors that they're working on uh, one one of like the lead designers. Someone found his uh, LinkedIn profile and it said like he's currently working on like new Borderlands games. So it's definitely something that they're working forward to. Uh, also, semi leaked kind of uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands two, another uh, game that will be coming out once it gets announced, but. No, I, I love these games. Uh, they're they're so fun. And I, I will be there for when the next game comes out, and I'll be there for this movie. Even if it's yeah. just a rehashing of the Borderlands one game. Like, yeah, yeah I'm totally down with it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Paul, do you, nice. do you have a movie, or are you just waiting for Oh, it? no, no, I do have okay. a movie. It's I didn't know movie. if you were like, oh, what am I going to see? Because you didn't write down anything. No, I did write down stuff. I, I wrote down. And I wrote down here at the bottom of the list. Because I'm I'm a little afraid, but also a little excited to see where this movie goes. Mm. And that's uh, Beetlejuice 2. So I'm sure you guys are all excited ah, for it as well. Beetlejuice, yes. Uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, uh, we got uh, the start of Wednesday. Uh, I'm blanking on her name. Right? Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega come, is now the daughter of uh, the woman from Stranger Things. Um, Lydia Winona Beetle. Ryder. She's also the woman from Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Lydia. Uh, you know, she's come back. Uh, Michael Keaton's come back. Alex Baldwin? Oh. I don't know. No. Uh, Jenna Ortega, Willem Dafoe, uh, Monica uh, Bellucci, the French actress. She's going to be Beetlejuice's wife. Catherine O'Hara has come back. Michael Keaton. Nice. Justin uh, Thoreau. Those are the the main people. And that's yeah, coming I, out September 6th. So that's right near kid's birthday. Or, well, um, that's during my anniversary. So I don't know if we'll go see it in the theaters or not. But we'll be off that week. So maybe we'll maybe we'll make a date night out of it. In, in the lead up to Halloween. So it's kind of yeah. kind of an opportune time for it. I don't know. That's one I'm cautiously optimistic about. I didn't put it down on my list because I'm not like, super excited for it because it could just go wrong yeah. like a lot of those kind of throwback sequels i have really enjoyed um he bill looked and bill Ted, and ted's don't ted face the music was gonna be like uh-huh. the first one i was like no like i had a lot of fun with that and 
I'm going to jump in here and talk about my number three because it also ties into that. I really loved the newer Ghostbusters movie. So Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is one that I'm excited for because I went into Ghostbusters kind kind of scared. Again, it's one of my all-time favorite movies from when I was a kid. Uh, But that movie delivered, and it did do some of the stuff that you might not like from like a Force Awakens where it's like, well, they're just redoing that first story kind of. Oh, it's leaning heavily into the nostalgia. It's bringing people back to be like, remember, kids, you liked you liked yeah. this the first time. You like it now as an adult. But I feel like it did have a little bit more heart to it. Um, so I'm hoping Frozen Empire doesn't throw that away for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm looking forward to this, too. It's probably a movie I we might take Grayson to go see. He's seen all the Ghostbusters except for the, the female-led one. But we have that as a book, and he's read that. Um, I did some of the. How humor, annoying is Melissa McCarthy in the book? Uh, it's it breezes through all that stuff. It's a golden, it's a golden book, so it's like. Um, there's just her. some, there's just some stuff in that. The humor in that is a little more raunchy than I want to expose mm-hmm. to my four-year-old, five-year-old. So that's the only reason we haven't read that book. I mean, I did. I did see the original Ghostbusters. There is that scene that was always fast forwarded where Ray has a dream about the ghost. Uh, I was going to say Paul's parents didn't want him to see eggs cooking on a counter. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because then he just started asking mom, want counter eggs. It doesn't work like that. Stop putting eggs all over the place. Uh, Gotta see where they'll cook and where they won't. Process of elimination. Paul, you got a number two you're looking for? Yeah, well, before, I just wanted to mention for Thursday, the reason why Ghostbusters Frozen Throne or Frozen Empire isn't on my uh, list is just because I haven't seen the new uh, Paul Rudd Ghostbusters. I still haven't seen it. Can't watch mm-hmm. it on the flight down back in uh, 2020. What was that? 2022? 20, yeah. But uh, I haven't haven't went to, haven't had the opportunity to watch it. Just hasn't come up, so. Yeah, my number two. This is probably the one that I'm most interested in. I probably won't see it like at the movie theater, but very excited to like make a Saturday night, Friday night out of it. Uh, this is IF. If I'm intrigued uh, by this one, starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, being uh, produced and directed by maybe not produced, but definitely directed by uh, John Krasinski. And this is about a guy and his daughter that both can nope. see. Not his daughter? Just not his daughter. Girl. Yeah, it's a kid that lives in the building. Oh. A guy and this kid that lives in the building that can both see uh, imaginary friends. So I want to uh, go in not knowing too much about it. So, yeah. So I've seen kind of kind of half watched the trailer. And I'm like, okay, whatever was one of my favorite cartoon shows. Foster Summer for Imaginary Friends. This seems like that. That's why I assumed you latched on to this. As soon as you brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah, it's got the Fosters kind of thing where imaginary friends are real. Uh, Yeah, this looks great. This looks like something I would, if I didn't have kids, I still would want to go see. I don't have kids. But I probably will take my son to go see it. Yeah, this is something that I'll probably want to, like, hopefully it hits something that I, well, uh, hopefully it hits Hulu, you know. But I doubt that it's going to be a Hulu movie, right? Like, I don't know who's who's producing like, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's oh. hard. 
Hard to Google, too, because... I don't know if the girl's his daughter or somebody in the building, and I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Oh, well, spoilers. Yeah, May uh, it's 17th. Pa- it's Paramount Pictures, so, oh, so whoever winds up Paramount buying Plus. Paramount. Ugh, I don't want to climb the mountain of entertainment. Yeah, May 17th, so this is right near my birthday, uh, so maybe... But I, we won't go to see it in theaters. I don't think it's uh, that kind of movie. So who else needs to go for their number two? Was I the first? You were the first. You were the first. Well, we'll go round robin. We'll go, uh, I don't remember who went. Chris. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, I'm looking forward to a movie that's actually probably the first movie coming out this year that I'm interested in seeing, because this is coming out February 9th. Uh, And the trailer for this just came out, and this is Lisa Frankenstein. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for this yet. Yeah, Um, I haven't seen the trailer, but heard about it. Uh, I recommend checking it out, Paul, because it looks a lot of fun. And it kind of reminds me of a, a updated, better Beetlejuice, but also kind of like warm bodies in a way where it's a girl in the 80s who uh, falls in love with a, a zombie. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a dead body whose grave she's been hanging out because she's like a creepy goth girl. Uh, but it's about their... Their blossoming relationship. Uh, it stars Catherine Newton, who uh, played Cassie Lang in Ant-Man and the Lost Qu- uh, Quantumania. She was also in the movie Freaky from Blumhouse, which was a, a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, and then Cole Sprouse plays the the zombie boy that she's uh, in love with. I thought she made that she digs up the body. She has a hard time finding a boyfriend, so she digs up the corpse and then frankenstein's the corpse i don't know if it's that i don't think he's a zombie zombie i think he's a frankenstein that's why it's called lisa frankenstein i don't think he's like zombie zombie i think i think he's a frankie could be a frankie i think he's a frankie not a zombie yeah yeah paul paul don't ruin this for me i just i saw the trailer and i thought it looked fun yeah no it looks great it looks uh like i when i when i heard the premise i'm like oh it's an updated Gender twist on uh, what science? That science, but weird science. The guys basically use science to create a living genie girl. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like a genie. She grants some wishes. Oh. She's got magic. She has magic. I've never seen weird science. Really? Even the yeah. TV, the USA uh, TV yep. series? Didn't <laughs> I, I saw, I never watched the movie, but I saw the TV series because it was <laughs> just on TV. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I'm also looking for something that's kind of a horror nod, uh, Chris, and this is the Nosferatu, I wouldn't exactly call it a remake. But, but it is, because it is Willem Dafoe in it. But it's also um, but, but Willem Dafoe playing the uh, Abraham Van Helsing character versus He's not Nosferatu, Shrek, yeah. he's not Matt Shrek. Um, but this cast looks great, and everything I've been hearing about... Uh, Bill Skarsgård as Nosferatu is he super creepy, um, but yeah, uh, Willem Dafoe, Nicholas Holt, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, Emma Corrin, um, yeah, just a, a big cast. Uh, this looks really good. It's the director who did uh, Vich and um, Midsummer. <sighs> uh, yeah. No, um, the lighthouse, the witch, Northman, um, Ooh. those were his big three. 
So uh, it should be good. I enjoy a lot of I have enjoyed or appreciated uh, those three movies. Nice. Uh, and he's one of those guys, too, that he keeps using a lot of those same actors in all of those movies. He keeps bringing them back because he enjoys working with them. Who goes next, Paul? Uh, Chris, not- you're, you're going to start. Okay. Um, God, I was hoping I wouldn't have to go first because I was looking to see if anybody would pick anything okay, else. Okay, then I'll pick mine. Okay, uh, thank you. Okay. Dune, part two. Nobody's picking this other than me. This is the one that I'd probably want to go see in the theater because it's a big sci-fi epic. Wait, well, you're picking it as your number one? No. It was, uh, it's my... Uh, honorable mention? Honorable mention. Okay. But cool. I do really want to see it. Uh, I did like the look of the first one. I think they're, you know, it's not just helicopters, the op copter, you know, everything looked a little bit more alien, a little bit more um, than like the sci-fi series that I rewatched in anticipation of seeing the first or part one of Dune. Uh, and this is where the story really starts to take off, where it's going to be him, uh, you know, getting with the uh, Paula, Paul Atreides. Oh Atreides, thank you. Hanging out with the uh, Fremen and, you know, basically leading an army against the the uh, the occupiers of the Harkonnen. So, excited to see it. This is where all the action will be. I enjoyed the first one. Excited to see the second one. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. Um, and that was, orig- that was one of those HBO splash in the theaters at the same time, right? I believe so. Yeah. I believe the director forced them to only release it in theater. Okay. He said, if you do both, you're going to kill the movie and we mm. won't make anything. So then he did put it there. And then I think it was shortly after it yeah. had its release, they put it out. I remember going over to my friend's house, uh, Joe, who has like a theater set up in his basement and watching it there with him. And had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. I brought over a lot of cinnamon snacks because, you know, the spice, spice. melange is reminiscent of cinnamon. Yeah. At least that's what they say in the book. Chris, you ready to go or you want me to go? Oh, is Chris frozen or sleeping? He's both. Okay. So how about you go, Chris? So uh, I am looking okay. forward to Furiosa, uh, a Mad Max saga. Uh, I really am a huge fan of George Miller's Mad Max series, but his latest Mad Max Fury Road, uh, I thought was is phenomenal. I actually we talked about it. I think last week we had talked about it, and <laughs> I ended up watching it like two days later because I was like, eh, I'm I'm totally down for this again. Um, so yeah, I'm super looking forward to Furiosa. Um, I think it trailer looks good. Chris Helmsworth is unrecognizable playing a bad guy. I think he's going to chew the scenery up on this. And uh, I think it'll be uh, pretty good. And this is a prequel. It is a prequel to the character that was introduced to characters introduced in Fury Road. It's a prequel to the sequels. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's a midquel. And then uh, I hope... Uh, if Tom Hardy can't come back for uh, any other Mad Max movies because he was supposed to sign out to do three of them, maybe Chris Helmsworth will just take that mantle over. 
So you're hoping he starts as a bad guy in this and then becomes a good guy? No, I think because he's got all these prosthetics on and he's playing um, the the ba- the bad guy from uh, the first. He's playing a younger version of the main bad guy from Fury Road. Oh, oh wow. he's not? No, he's playing someone else. Oh, I thought he was playing that guy. He's playing the daughter of Ryan Reynolds that can see the Invisible Friends. Um, no, because I it was uh, on Mr. Sunday Movies they were talking about this because the guy that was playing uh, Immortan Joe's not actually like credited on um, IMDb, but someone like through everything was like, oh no, like I know who it is. It's this guy from this like sketch comedy thing or something. Yeah. So uh, Chris Helmsworth is playing Dementis. Oh, maybe he's one of. Immortan's sons, because some of his other sons are in this. Rictus. Rictus Erectus. Hmm. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking for it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Me too. That was actually one of the ones that was on my list, but I, I'm excited to see it, but I still need to watch Fury Road before I, I can get to it. I just, but you don't need I, to. I talked about this when we watched the, the trip, but I still want to watch it first. Oh, okay. It's like watching the Star Wars prequels. I'm not going to watch the prequels before I've seen the actual movies. That's sorry, not the way to do it. Uh, yeah, Chris, I, I don't know what you've been waiting for. Just, you know, take, I, got, take I, got, I got a list of stuff I got to watch here. Take, take it afternoon. It's on uh, it's on Max. And the one for enjoy. HBO? Yeah. Yeah, HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, because, guys, the last time I sat down and, like, binged stuff on Max, it was actually to catch up on all of the MonsterVerse stuff, which is why I'm really looking forward to Godzilla X-Kong, or Godzilla times Kong. Nobody ever knows how you say it, or if it's just Godzilla Kong, the new empire. Uh, talked about when they put the trailer for this out. I, I just think this looks like dumb fun, and, you know, I'm ready for movies to be fun again and not feel like work. And I might, might be getting that this year. I like how you you put that out there, but you did a lot of work to get ready for it by binging all the... And I love them. They're great. And this has nothing to do with Godzilla Prime, or minus one. No, Prime's the the energy hydrating drink from Logan Paul. Okay, no, but Godzilla minus one is completely different. That's Manila. That's his son. So minus one is a Toho feature, which is the Japanese company, and Godzilla X Kong, or uh-huh. Ten Kong, is it, it <laughs> Ten Kong? I think Multiply it's Godzilla by Kong. By Kong. Uh, this is the American movies, where the Toho's license it out to them. Getting flashbacks to Robotech. Okay. It's called Robotessen. The the one that's going to have subtitles on it so you can understand it is the Japanese. Yeah, the the subtitle for this one is The New Empire. Yeah. Because it's Godzilla (laughs) times Kong. But there's also then The Monarch, which is a TV show. TV show. Spinning out of the the monster verse. But I'm excited for a television show that's spinning out from a 1990s cartoon series that I loved. Uh, as a kid, then, uh, you know, it kind of like lost its time slot. I don't know what happened, but man, the art. But then it got really weird, and I kind of never saw. I think the later seasons of it, but that's X Men. Oh, ninety-seven. 
<clears throat> well, let's jump into the TV shows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We did yeah. three each. Yeah. It's time. Uh, did you guys have honorable mentions for movies? Did you? Uh, I actually do, because there's a bunch of movies coming out. Uh, one that I'm curious to see how they do it is actually the uh, Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim animated film. I don't know if this is going to be actually released in theaters or if this is going to be a straight-to-video or straight-to-streaming thing, but uh, it takes place like hundreds of years before the actual Lord of the Rings movies, and it's uh, the Battle of um, Hel- Helm Hammerhand, who... No, you're thinking the Rings of Power. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the the king who actually built Helm's Deep. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, yeah, uh, no, honorable mention besides Dune, because um, I was hoping somebody would pick it, is Mickey 17. This is the Bong, Bong Joon-ho movie. Um, he's the guy who did Snowpiercer. Uh, but this stars Robert Pattinson, Mark Ruffalo, Tony Collette, Stephen Yen. Um, and there was some other big actor in it. I can't see it now. But This is one where he's um, like a clone. Yeah, he's like a yeah. clone. There's not a lot out about it, but um, it sounds like Scud the Scud the Disposable cast. Assassin almost. I think. Yeah. He's a clone, but he um, knows. It. Yeah, it's adopted from uh, Osh, Osh Ashton Edwards novel. Hmm. Sounds like Moon. Maybe. But instead, but Moon, uh, he didn't know he was a clone. But this Mickey set is knows that he's like number seventeen. Maybe. Maybe. Not not a lot known about it. But X-Men 97. Yeah, X-Men 97. Excited. It's something that was announced back uh, during the the early days of Disney+. When it launched, and it was one of those things where I was like, oh, and coming up, we'll have this. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything really about this, though. Like, we've seen, like, some, like art for it like kind of like the updated take on the anime style but no trailer no actual footage for it released out yet uh i think it was supposed to release this week originally like the on the 12th of january but i i don't think that's happening so but yeah i'm excited for it um i want to see what they do what storylines they adapt because they already did dark phoenix saga they did uh the hellfire club that's all dark phoenix saga they did the brood yeah they did uh phalanx phalanx so but also uh there's been 25 almost 30 years of x-men comics since then so they can bring in a lot of those but honestly a lot of those were just rehashing so the what's don't give me the pump the brakes. Pump the brakes there about the 25 years of uh, X-Men comics. We've read a lot of the X-Men comics, and they're basically rehashing of the Dark Phoenix Saga. Everything else. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of not good. It sounds like it's going to kind of be its own thing, because... And this is according to Wikipedia. I mean, I'm sure it's cited somewhere, but it says the series sees the X-Men questioning their future after an increase in sympathy towards mutants after the attempt on Charles Xavier's life, uh, with Cyclops and Storm wanting to continue Xavier's dream, and others such as Jean Grey wanting to create new lives for themselves. While Magneto is moved by the growing mutant sympathy and wants to follow in Xavier's footsteps as the team's leader. So it could just be going somewhere completely different and like pseudo uh adapting other stuff like maybe like krakoa things or 
because there was that X-Men 97 Krakoa book that I read. Did I make you guys read it too? Yeah, we read it for one of the, yeah. the lookbacks. And I'm like, eh, this isn't what I want in X-Men 97, though. You know, I don't want them adapting today's storylines because I haven't been a big fan of that. And that's why I gave you the pump the brakes, John. <laughs> what the Chris, what's your your number three show? Uh looking at my list, I'm gonna say uh something I'm looking forward to coming out because I've enjoyed all the other seasons and it's another adaptation of a previous uh, comic book property. This is the Umbrella Academy seasons, uh, season four, confirmed to be the final season. Um, this show's been so fun, so wild, uh, completely straying from the comics with like the last like couple seasons, but it still has the bones there. Like if you've read the comics, like you're gonna see stuff that you can recognize and you can kind of be like, oh, this is familiar, but. Uh, Gerard Way still being completely involved with it. Like it gives him like a chance to do something different with it. Uh, and it's just been a lot of fun and I'm looking to see how they go out. Yeah. I sadly, we have not gotten around to watching season three. Season three is pretty well. I liked yeah. it more than season two and season two is still really good, but yeah, it's just one. We just never got, we just did not get around to it. It's tough these days. It is tough. Yeah, you got to binge all those Monsterverse movies before you can watch anything else. But what's your number three, John? Uh, My number three is spinning out of uh, Matt Reeves' uh, The Batman. And this is the Penguin series where you get to follow the transformation of Oswald Cobblepot from a disfigured nobody to a noted Gotham gangster. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, the Batman. Um, I actually just rewatched it last week, um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Colin Farrell as his character. And uh, to see some more of this, I'm hoping they do a good job with it. Nice. Now I still haven't seen the Matt Reeves the Batman. Is it something that I would enjoy, or is it yes? Okay. It is, uh, it feels like a graphic novel. Okay. Like, it does a really good job of a early Batman. The city is still af- is afraid of him. The cops, Gordon, is beginning to work with him. Cops still don't trust him. Um, and then the, the story itself is, is really, really good. It's like the long Halloween. Kind of uh, in a sense, yeah. Um, less vil- like less of those kind of villains, yeah. but a lot more of the mobster kind of side of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, really, really well done. Nice. Uh, I, you you don't have Netflix, right? Nope. It's on Netflix now. Oh, really? So it's going to yeah. be from? Oh, 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 the Batman. The Batman. Okay, but the 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 penguin that'll be on Max. The one to watch for HBO. Uh, this one I kind of forgot was coming out until someone I worked with the one day was like, oh, did you see the the penguin footage? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, you saw the movie, right? And I was like, I did. And like, because mm. they had put out almost like a sizzle reel of the stuff that was coming out for the year. So there was yeah. 
it's like a kind of trailer, but then it was also kind of behind the scenes. Like didn't really give a lot away, but yeah, looks looks very good. And that Matt Reeves Batman was fantastic. Yeah, and I think they have more of a real trailer now. Mm. Have, to, have to keep an eye out for that. What else are you watching, Chris? Uh, I am looking forward to. Hmm. There's, there's some good shows on here. Uh, something that already started last year. Uh, we're going to get the continuation of it sometime in 2024. But this is Invincible Season 2, Part 2. Uh, I have always loved the Invincible comics. I loved the first season of the show on Amazon Prime. Uh, I loved the first four episodes of Season 2. And then I was kind of heartbroken uh, the next week when I went to go watch episode five and it wasn't there. So I was like, well, maybe I'm just remembering the day wrong when it comes mm-hmm. out. Let me let me check. And then when I looked and it's like, oh, on break. It's like, oh, no, I'm not happy about that because they. Uh, I don't know how deep into the Invincible lore you guys know or read, uh, but they just revealed that after he fled Earth, uh, Invincible's father, Omni-Man, went to another galaxy, another planet, and then had a another son with the alien queen over there. And now it's falling to Mark to take his little brother home uh, to Earth to try to keep him safe from the Viltrumites, who are inevitably going to be coming to uh, find Omni-Man on this faraway planet. Yeah, and he looks kind of like a grasshopper, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, the the people are grasshoppers. And his brother Oliver has purple skin, but once they get him to Earth and he starts growing up, like his skin turns to just like regular, like Caucasian color. And uh, Oliver Paul would not like because he's kind of like the Damian Wayne of mm. the Invincible Verse, where it's like, ah, I'm super powerful. My dad's Omni Man. I'm gonna kick your ass. Well, yeah, that kind of character. Yeah, don't like it. Just let yeah. him be purple. It's, it's also fun. let him be purple. What's the problem with the letter? Why, why can't he be purple? Because he's not purple. Uh, Paul, you're number two. Uh, this uh, this one, I it's 80s like uh, adventure. They're so they're, so they're saying it's Goonies in the Star Wars universe. This stars uh, uh, Jude, Jude Law, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, a bunch of kids, kid actors that I don't know about, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> It's a real who's who's list where I would go. Who's who's that? Who's that? Much like every time that you've been listing off actors, John. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a who's who's list. Of, oh, all right. Uh, but yeah, the Star Wars, the skeleton crew. Uh, we saw I haven't seen a trailer for it. Just only heard things about it from Star Wars Celebration. But I'm in. It's uh, supposedly coming out this year. I'm guessing this is the, the later time slot. And my number one pick will be something that I'll talk about soon. <laughs> I I want to talk about it, so I'm surprised you haven't picked it just to talk about it. Honestly. But uh, Skeleton Crew? Or well, your number one? My number one? Yeah, but we're not on number one yet, are we? What? I know, but I'm surprised you didn't just say it so you could talk about it before someone else stole it. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> it's on my list, but I'm totally leaving it for Paul. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I also wanted to see what his number two was because I didn't want to step on that. But since he didn't pick Andor, Andor season two is, is going to be my number two. Oh, that's coming out this year? 
It's yes, it's supposed to. Wow, they got three shows coming out this year. The Star yes, Wars because they all got pushed back. <laughs> I thought Standor got pushed back even to further because they were doing. No, they wrote a. Oh, I think I, they, I forgot. I think they were pretty much filling them back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was written. But when they went into production, because they wouldn't be able to do any rewrites or anything, and the guy that was show running it was like, I'm not going to write anything or fix anything without my writers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to shut down production. And I know Disney was not happy about that. Yeah. Because, like, if a line isn't working. Like, the actor just isn't, like, if you're the showrunner and you don't want to cross the picket line, you don't want to write him a new line. Yeah. And then you would have to wait for the actor to, like, ad-lib something. Well, even if, yeah. Even if you edit it at that point. If you're editing it and telling the actor to try something different, that is still writing. Mm -hmm. Well, well, even, like, um, with Deadpool 3, I believe they said that Ryan Reynolds couldn't ad-lib anything. He had to do everything how it was written, because if he ad-libbed, it would be considered like writing. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he is a writer technically on those movies, and even though they're already written. But so much of that stuff is could just be ADR'd, and it's I'm sure it would have been fine. He just has to stand there and emote. That's what I'm doing for the listeners, mm-hmm. and. It, yeah. Why are you taking your feet out again, Chris? That was just on. for you, Paul, because you, you paid you paid the uh, the. How fee. do you get him behind your head like that? Flexible, baby. I don't understand how you can pick your earwax out with your own t- little baby toe, but that's gross. Uh, who goes next for their number one? Do I still uh, need my number? Well, no, we all want to talk. We all want to talk about Paul's number one. So, Paul, yeah. you go first. Uh, Star Wars Acolyte, right? No, whoa, Avatar whoa. The Last Airbender. Yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't have so, Netflix. I told you before the show, is, I'm not writing the, down anything that I biggest, don't have. You wouldn't <laughs> get Netflix for a month to watch Avatar The Last Airbender? This is the one that the You wouldn't go to someone's house if they have from, it. Though. No, this is the one where the writer said, we could probably do this better. Let's go create our own studio. studio. Yeah. So I don't know about this one. And also, I don't have Netflix. So. It still looks great, though. It does look pretty good. But I do like uh, Car- uh, Carson Tiva as uh, as Uncle Iroh. So that's yeah. that's exciting. Huh, that, that's why I was like, I, I'm surprised you didn't talk about it just to talk about it. But wow, yeah, no, Avatar looks great. And I'm yeah. excited. It's coming out next month. So you don't uh, have to wait yeah. very long for it. But yeah. The, the special like the special effects, how they're doing everything, the casting, everything looks so good. No, I I mean Acolyte's on my list too, but much like everything else, there's been really not a lot about it besides some behind the scenes, like oh, there's people standing around in between filming stuff, so we don't know like anything about it. So again, cautiously optimistic about that one, but I'm excited to see Star Wars during the High Republic era. You know, I'm excited to see some vectors. I'm, I think it's going to be fun. I think this is cool because it is the first time that we're getting to see in live action the High Republic. Yeah, I think uh, that's really cool, and I hope they're going to tell more stories in that time frame. 
They're telling a lot of stories in that I mean, time frame right there, now. There's so many books and comic books and novels coming out of it. And then, and I mean, there will be Jedi, you can't a, think. a movie at some point, too, because that is confirmed and being worked on. But, yeah, uh, I just I, I'm excited for that day. But now I'm like, man, there's so much stuff that I'm going to have to like catch up on to get to that point where when it comes out, I'm not. I know I won't be lost because they want it to be accessible, but <laughs> I feel like I need to do my due diligence and be prepared so I can talk about it and answer questions about everything. Yeah. And I could always just put on the cartoon show if I want to watch Avatar the Plus Airbender. I own all the seasons on DVD. Yeah. Yeah, that's cloud. Paul, you got gypped when they did the live action movie series. Yeah, I, I kind of being able to enjoy that. Everybody did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. It's on my list. I'm surprised. I'm. I understand. Like oh, I don't have Netflix. Blah blah. blah. I've been burnt before. Mm-hmm. Thought, but uh, I'm not gonna hold back and talk about how awesome it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> if it's awesome, then oh, it's, uh, hopefully I'm excited. I'm, exci- I'm excited for it to be awesome. Do I trust it will be awesome? No. I don't know. Mm, I, I don't know. Everybody was shooting and hollering. I watched so many st- stupid little commercials kind of things like, oh, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan to really get this material. We're so excited that he's doing the movie, blah, blah, blah. That's what the writers of the show, like, getting paid and, do- and saying that kind of stuff. And then when they went to Netflix and then they go and form their own studio and, like, we can do it better, like... That, well, I that, think so, that instills so much fear in me. I think some of it was we want to do this and it was on our, our terms. We can't do that. Yeah. Like, well, we want to make it this way. And it's like, well, you have this much money. It's too much money to do that. And that's where they're like, well, we'll go make our own mm-hmm. with all the money we can ever want. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one, that that avatar. Yeah. In fact, I, Kate bought me some Avatar socks today, so you know we're we're just giving them money to produce that Avatar. <laughs> okay, so what's next, Chris? What what, what else? Are, are, uh, there, are there more TV shows? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have I have one more. Chris, do you have I, yours? Yeah, I have mine. My number one too. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll do mine because uh, nobody else has watched it, but it was my number my number one favorite show of last year i'm looking forward to the bear season three Hmm. um this is one primetime emmy winner for outstanding cast for a comedy series uh it won for um sound editing uh it's won a ton of awards um the actor um who stars in it won an emmy the um female actress won an emmy like they just took a bunch of awards um, and they should because they're all excellent in the the show. Um, it's great. Can't wait to see what happens in season two or season three. No, I just want to. If you have Hulu, if you have Hulu, I recommend it. It well, is one of the shows that I will like it. I want. Is it too stressful? I thought this was about a person that comes together and like brings and like uplifts everybody, makes them better, and then also produces a product that then the community rallies around as well. Uh, yes, yes and no. Oh, no. What's the no part? So, uh, he is able to help everyone else without being able to help himself. 
and still suffer from a lot of his demons. Well, he is trying to help himself, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a, it's definitely a drama. Huh. Uh, it, it's not like a, it, there's some funny parts and, and there's some humor to it, but I wouldn't call it a comedy. I would definitely say it is more of a, 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 a drama series. And Paul, I don't think you would like it. I was excited to do plan a whole day around it, you know, Monday Funday style kind of thing, where I get the, all the stuff to get the gardenia, get this the shredded beef, get the beef, do the Italian beef stick sandwiches. I, you know saying, what? Check out the first couple episodes. Okay. You'll you'll know if it's for you or not. Paul, do you like spies? Yeah. Like do spies. you like comedies? I, I do like spies and okay. comedy. You might you might lean towards uh what my number one's gonna be. Because uh, this is a new spy comedy thriller coming from uh, Mr. Orlando Calrissian himself, Donald Glover. This is oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're bringing I this like back. the movie. Um, I love Donald Glover. I think he's absolutely fantastic in everything he does because he's such like a renaissance man that he only does things that he wants to do and he feels like he can do something with. Um and I love that he's kind of getting back more into some comedy stuff because Atlanta's kind of a comedy, but it's much more like dark comedy. Like it, it travels down some kind of disturbing road sometimes. Absolutely love it though. But this seems more just like fun action. Uh, I think this is going to be on Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime Video. Um, just give me give me more Donald Glover and anything and everything and. I'm going to be there for it. He's doing another Childish Gambino album this year. So, hey, excited for that, too. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be my pick. I wish I had text Paul and be like, Chris is picking this. Because I when I Did saw you think it, I was... I, yeah, I saw it okay. and I was like, oh, Chris is, Chris is going to pick this. Uh, it, it's it's high on my number one. I, I, I do recognize that. It maybe should have been like a number three. Because there's a lot of good TV coming out. But I was trying to pick some different stuff that's why like i spent so much time looking at my my notes because i have like a dozen tv shows listed here and i mean a lot of them we have talked about just when they put out the trailers like fallout or echo or daredevil because yeah obviously that's stuff that i'm going to watch but that was kind of the one that i was like no this is this is kind of different from everything else yeah and i do like um the the woman who's playing his wife uh my uh Maya Erskine. I don't know who she is. She looks familiar, but okay. uh, she's in that Pen Fifteen show. Yes, it's a Hulu show. Um, she's done a couple other little things that you might have seen her in. Um, she's in Blue Eye Samurai. She does the voice in that, which I've heard really good things about, and I kind of want to watch that because one of the artists I follow on Instagram was actually the guy that did like all the character design stuff for it, and he's been kind of putting up some of his process things and every time i see it i'm like oh this looks cool um it looks kind of almost like and i'm not just saying this to get paul interested but almost like dragon princey which dragon prince kind of like heir apparent yeah. to avatar the last airbender um, yeah but the animation style wasn't as good it, the animation style's Black. different i don't want to say it's not good but it's kind of like trying to be more of a melding of regular 2d and cg yeah. i don't think it's as egregious as something like um oh what was this 
the Star Wars one where they were racers on the space station. Uh, Resistance. Resistance, yeah. It doesn't hit me like that way because I tried to watch that because I'm like, oh, I know it doesn't matter now, but it does tie into like the sequel trilogies. Like at some points, I kind of want to see that. I just couldn't get into it because that was like too little kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Dragon Prince, I I watched I think like six episodes of the first season and I was kind of feeling it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, not. <laughs> Not talking about uh, Blue Eye Samurai, even though I did. Yep. I don't have anything else to say about because I haven't watched it, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, I would be excited to see. Uh, I did like. I do enjoy the movie. I own it on uh, Blu-ray as well, or just uh, DVD. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the uh, Ben Affleck, not Ben Affleck, the uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and uh, what's her name? Angelina. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, her. Yeah, her. Annalena, the Tomb Raider. Uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, those two. This is where they, they met and he divorced yeah. Jennifer Aniston and it married her. No, that doesn't happen in the movie. They meet that, down that, and... That, happen, that, that happens, happens in the... During mi, the movie. The mi, oh. Mr. and Mrs. Smithiverse. Actually. No, they, they meet on while Max. they're both on assignment and they don't realize they're both uh, assassins. And, and they use it... They, pretend that they're a couple as a cover story to evade the police because the police are looking for uh, travelers that are alone because somebody just got assassinated. And then from there, they fall in love and get married. And both of them don't realize that they're both assassins. And then hilarity ensues. So it's a fun movie. Man, I'm looking forward to the comedic take on X versus Sever. Give me give me that universe. You know, it'll be interesting to see because I I know, remember seeing advertisements for that movie in like every single comic book that I was buying at the time, and I was just like, until, no, this does not look good. That's the Antonio Banderas Lucy Lou one, right? Yeah. See, listener, you come here for comic book talk, and then uh, you don't get it. Because <laughs> uh, first, I gotta talk about the other beer that I opened up. And, Paul, this is from a brewery you've been to. Oh. We'll probably be going back there. Uh, this is from Deadwards Brewing. This yeah, is we their were. Janus. And this is their uh, year one uh, 12.2% anniversary ale. And this is an Imperial Dark Ale. They put this out last year, January, to celebrate their one-year anniversary as a brewery. We are coming up to their second anniversary. Uh where they will be releasing their next bottle in the Janus series. Uh, I'm excited to see whatever that one's going to be. When Yanni and I went to the brewery last week, I asked the the bartender there, like, oh, is there any word, like, what the, the new one's going to be? And he's like, nope. We we don't even know what it's going to be. Like, it's wow. just something that they're brewing in secret. And I, I'm excited for it. And I was talking about, like, oh, because I love the original. He's like, yeah, like, I like it a lot, but nobody else has. Mm. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, that's because it's constantly, like, available in their uh, beer cooler. So, like, when you go, you can just pick up a bottle of it. He's like, we've got a ton of it. So I was like, I thought that's just something you guys kept brewing to have it available. So, like, oh, year two, let, let me compare it. And he's like, no. I'm <laughs> like, I love it. Like, it's great. Like, And I keep, I told him, like, I keep buying bottles of it to sit on and save but then like three days after i get home i'm like no i i gotta i gotta crack this open so i look forward to uh when they do release the 
year two because I <laughs> just buy year one and mm-hmm. a year two. Boom, instant vertical. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and uh, what what style of beer is it? Uh, they, just, they just call it an imperial dark ale on the bottle. Um, they say it's an impeccably well-balanced imperial dark ale created from a harmony of imported and domestic craft malts, inventive techniques, and extensive steel aging. Uh, and then they call it out on the side. Uh, Janus in ancient Rome. Uh, religion and myth. Janus is the god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, and passages. Depicted with two faces, Janus symbolized change and transitions. He could see into the past with one face and into the future with the other. The myth of Janus inspired us to mark our January anniversaries with an annual namesake release, which will change style year to year as we look uh, from the past to the future. A 12.2%, it hides it incredibly well. Like It's just a nice dark strong ale almost like it has just a nice multi sweetness to it um i absolutely love this again i keep buying bottles of it and they do not last long um it's it's wonderful uh deadwards is yanni's favorite brewery here in orlando now that ellipsis has sadly parted in this past year pour one out i'm not going to i'm going to continue to part out but also, Computers are expensive. Don't pour. I don't want to um, But no, Deadwards is a complete vibe. Paul can speak to it. He, he was there. Um, but their their beer's so good. Their food's fantastic. Um, I I love that place so much. I don't think we had the food. We didn't. I think we just stopped by. We had like yeah. a beer too. I think uh, we had just eaten at Gatlin Hall that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but no, they. I'm not going to sing their praises anymore. Done it enough. Because, baby, we got some comic books to talk about. Yeah. So, just happened uh, this past month. And also, uh, last last week, I mentioned it for my look I look forward or the list pick. That's Jason Aaron doing more work over at DC. I'm excited to see uh, what other, if he does more work after the Batman uh, Strange Worlds or whatever it's called. Uh, John picked a book from him. Isn't he doing the Superman? No, he, Paul picked doing it last week. The Superman, yeah. Oh, he's I'm doing sorry. the Superman okay. last yeah. week, but wasn't he doing the Batman? Yeah, like, Batman Offworld. Off-world. Yeah, Batman Offworld. As well, I'm excited to see what else he brings uh, to uh, the DC Universe. He's doing a new take on um, Rosario over in Superman right now, So or Action Comics, so... That's probably the my number one pick for comics this this upcoming year. John, what's exciting you? Um, and, I we have a couple like characters kind of coming back, and um, it a little bit is in my pick for uh, the the list this week. Uh, John Constantine Hellblazer coming back, uh, and I like that it's a mini series. When I feel mm-hmm. like you have to do an ongoing series is when you're just trying to fill John Constantine's life with chaos and hard to continue to come up with stuff. But when you can give him an actual, like this is going to be a mini series, this mm-hmm. is where it's going to go. I think his comic books read the best. They read great in trades when somebody has got a great story to tell with them. So the Hellboy kind of help. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Basically, any character's name that starts with hell basically should be follow that. 
yeah model of I think so miniseries storyline for a trade come back to them later yeah i think that that works definitely well i don't know Great. any other characters that start with hell hellboy Hell, Hellboy, hellblazer hellblazer there's probably a hell strikeout hell scream hell hellion hellion hellcat Hell, oh, Patsy Walker, yeah, that's one. See, you, you one. know a bunch, Paul. And she's <laughs> always in a miniseries. She doesn't get her, her yeah. own ongoing. People do not like her enough to support a an ongoing. Well, they put a they put an ongoing series. I don't think it lasted long. It probably was a miniseries, but they gave her uh, two years ago. I feel like they put something out. <laughs> Is that something you were looking forward to, John? No. Oh, okay. It was Hellblazer. It was Hellblazer. Ah, okay. in the miniseries. Uh, yeah. Chris, comic books. My comic books. Uh, I know you kind of... I'm going to save that for my number two. Uh, something that we read, and I think we all really enjoyed, last year, not 2023, but 2022 was the look into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles future mm-hmm. with The Last Ronin, which was the kind of maxi-series telling of Michelangelo's search for vengeance in the name of his fallen family, uh, taking it directly from the sewers to the Foot Clan. And it, that series ended kind of on a high note with the daughter of Casey Jones and April O'Neil uh, coming into four baby turtles on her own. And this year uh, from IDW Publishing, we're going to get the continuation of that story with the last Ronin to re-evolution. And as a, like, a Ninja Turtles fan growing up, uh, last Ronin hit me in a way that like I hadn't had from any other like Ninja Turtles content that I had consumed since I was a little kid. Um, Yanni can attest to it. When we stayed at my mom's house when we were bu- uh, up in Buffalo back in April, my mom brought out like the the memory box. And in there I had my scrapbook with like all my work from like elementary school where we had to like write the, the daily journal or weekly journal about like what you did. Everything that I wrote down was so Ninja Turtle based. And there's so many pictures of Ninja Turtles and drawings of Ninja Turtles and pictures of me dressed up as Ninja Turtles. Um, Last Ronin created a Ninja Turtles comic book universe, combining mm-hmm. two things I love, chocolate, peanut butter, comic books, Ninja Turtles. It should work. I never cared until Last Ronin, so I, I need to continue on with this story. So uh, that'll be my number three. All right. So it's the next evolution of the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles, of course, classic artists. We think we're going to get modern artists or... Uh, like oh, they already names? put out the oh. names for them. Um, it was in the finale of Last Ronin when she gets the turtles. I don't remember them, so I will so, uh, pull it up I would real think, quick. I think they would do the pop art guy, uh, Salvador Dali. So maybe a Sal- Salvador, maybe a uh, what's the Campbell Soup guy's name? Warhol. Warhol. <laughs> Warhol. Yeah. Pa- Pollock. Yeah, maybe a Pollock, Pollock, Warhol, a Dolly. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. They are not Picasso. artists. Uh, there's. Picasso. Yeah. Uh, don't know pronunciation, but it's either Moja or Moha, Odin 
Uno and Yi. Oh, yeah, I did see this. Yeah, Onan looks like a big, beefy dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And, I'm like, less interested now. <laughs> that's all it takes. Oh, my God. Like, Last Ronin was so good, though. <laughs> you know. um, but this actually made me, when I saw that this was coming out, made me go back to, like, oh, like, what are the other Ninja Turtle books that are coming out or available? <laughs> and it kind of sent me through, like, a rabbit hole where I was like, oh, okay. Oh, they introduced Venus to Milo into actual, like, Ninja Turtles canon now. How do they do that? Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, like uh, the other like female turtle that they introduced years ago, like uh, Jakai is still around. Like, oh, what's she up to? Oh, like there, there's other means. Like it sounds like it's a cool place to be, but it also sounds like one of those if you are it's kind of like the Star Wars comics. If you are a Ninja Turtle book yeah. comic book fan, you are just reading those books because you can't keep up with those and then all that other reading as well. And I don't think I could be that kind of comic book reader where I'm not buying like my, my, my Robin, my Green Lantern, like, cause it, it would just demand too much attention. And I, I like reading comic books. I, I can't just not read my comic books. Right. There's a uh, line that you don't want to, get too close to i'm going to call it the gargoyles line mm. where they try to bring in too much stuff from continuity and the old cartoons all at once and you're like oh my goodness this is just too much yeah too, i yeah. I, yeah I and maybe i don't know i can't i can't fault that book because maybe that was on me for not keeping up on all that but i i'll tell stuff all that book paul I'm hoping that Archie Comics, Archie Horror comes back strong in 2024. It's it's been rough as an Archie Horror uh, fan. Uh, at the end of the book of Sabrina, the uh, the Sabrina uh, summer or holiday solstice issue, they had an advertisement for Archie Horror. So I don't know what books are coming out because you know I don't look at previews, but I'm hoping that. Uh, I hope it's huh, you look at some... previews every single week to pick a book for this. You just right. need to I like, click ahead to the next week. Yeah. All right, what's coming out the next week? What's coming out the next week? Oh, too far. Oh, I'm already far locked away. in through March. You I'm think like, I'm all right? You, think... oh, you, you won't show me all the April books yet. I can only see like some of the indies and the Marvel. Oof. Who do you think I am? Janice over here looking into the future? Can't find, can't look that far into the future, Chris. Come on. Come on. I'm just, I'm just trying to plan out my books, Three man. Months. You could oh, also yeah. just look up, yeah, Archie. Yeah. But they they had an advertisement for it, so I'm assuming they're doing something with it. So that's hey, you know what? We can all hope because we've all yeah. enjoyed those books. We've also not enjoyed some of those. Books, yes, though. the books that have come out recently, the one, the Chilling Adventures of Salem, wasn't that great. It, been, uh, it, it wasn't the terrible, Max, but I feel like Archie, that should have been that was the Mad Max Archie. Archie I I kind of liked. <laughs> That was just like a whatever. I don't even know what that was, but that was fun. The Salem books should have been an anthology, and that should have been one of the stories in the Mm -hmm. anthology. But as just like a one shot, it left me lacking as someone that has cats, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then again, we got a two two uh, twofer in the Salem one or in the uh, Solstice one. And we were like, ah, we should have just had that first one. Yeah. First story. 
and then at a dollar ninety nine. So yeah, that's you know that's why it's on my list here. Uh, it's something that I'm not. I'm excited to see and hope that we get better content and it gets back to the old ways. John. Uh, yeah. Um, it, crazy, Paul, but uh, in in April, uh-huh. uh, you're going to get a new Red Hood series called Red Hood the Hill. Um, and this is going to be written by Sean uh, Martinborough Brow and art by Stanford Green. Um, Ooh, I like Stanford Green. Uh, he's uh, done some really cool like uh, Power Man and Iron Fist stuff. Um, Sean Martinborough, though, uh, was an artist, worked on Batman The Hill. So it's his bringing um, Red Hood into The Hill, which is uh, part of Gotham that does not get any police. The criminal element runs uh, rampant down there. The people end up trying just to protect themselves, but now they have their own hero to come help clean up the streets of uh, Red Hood. Um, I always enjoyed dipping my toe back into the Red Hood. The book that we did the dramatic reading We're back of, on the feet stuff again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, was was a Red Hood book book that was fun. Um, it had some really good Red Hood moments. Him and uh, Killer Croc actually played played everybody and were teaming up together in it. That was fun. Um, but yeah, hopefully when Red Hood is written well and they get the character, I enjoy reading it. When those things, if they just make them angsty and want to shoot people, it's not as fun. The beginning of Red Hood and the Outlaws, um, mm-hmm. that series was great. Like I really enjoyed it, even when it went crazy and they were off in space and stuff. It still had fun. And then the next person who took it over was like, I'm Red Hood. Now I'm angry about everything. And it's like, no, we've. I feel like we've gotten past that. You're, go, you're going back in time with this character. Uh, this is something that <coughs> I've, I've added to my poll list. I don't know if I'm actually going to pick it up. It's going to kind of depend on how I'm feeling that day when it comes out because I do like me some Jason Todd stuff. I think the last Jason Todd book I read was, I don't remember. It was like a lead up to some crossover and something. And it was like the, the Batman Joker Gotham more stuff where Joker had control of like the Wayne assets. And like, uh, that's when like Bruce had to move out of like the mansion and like, Everything was stripped away from him because they do that every like 10 years in a Batman book just to show you how gritty and real he is. Um, and it like they brought Punchline in and it was Red Hood and he had found uh, that like new vigilante, like Clown Hunter. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. all right, you're with me now, kid. And I was kind of like, oh, I, I like that dynamic, putting him as like. Like the the broken vigilante as a mentor for someone else could have some like fun repercussions and just kind of like a cool dynamic. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, this is what I had to, this is what uh Bruce had to deal with. Okay, now now I see why I turned out how I did. But I don't know if they ever continued on with that at all because my uh, my love of the Bat Family books is somewhat tenuous because it's just 
a lot to try to keep it's up a with. A lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if you're if you're a Batman fan, you feel like you just need to read all those Bat books. Um, but no, this is definitely something that I is on my like my watch list as well. And if if you do pick this up, John, it's something that I wouldn't mind picking up with you to talk about. Yeah, um, it'll probably be my pick for okay. the list. I would imagine things might change in, in April. Yeah, you, you never know. Like especially. Yeah. Sometimes, like, dear listener, we reevaluate stuff real quick. Like, we might have a book on our list. It's like, hey, this is my pick for this month's look back. And then it's like, nope, this book came out, did not like it, hated it. Guys, don't read it. Please don't spend the $3.99. Or, like, there's been books that it's like, oh, no, I went to go buy it. And then I saw the reviews of it were terrible. So, sorry, I'm I'm not. I don't have a book. Give me a minute to find something else. So, who knows? Oh, or if you're just, or if you're like me, you just push through anyways and make these guys read it. <laughs> yeah. Push through. It, it was Fine. part five of an eight-issue series. I thought this is uh, where everything was going to tie together. It's all <laughs> tied together. I read four years ago. Good guys, it's real good. This is where it gets good. Paul, what uh, comic book do you hope gets good? Uh, well, it's, it's already good. It's something that I kind of need to. You've been mentioning it a lot this episode about, you know, how if you're a uh, Ninja Turtles fan or a a Batman fan, how you have to really, you know, tighten up and just read those books. And I feel that way about Star Wars, The High Republic. We kind of talked about it. We we talked about it. Paul, there's so goddamn many. many. So many books. So many. I, I need to just button down, get some trades and just start working through it. Just trust the process. Just Paul, Paul grind through and enjoy oh, I've stuff been you. i've been like oh you know there's too much i'm gonna i'm just gonna pick up the trades i'll catch up that's that's great star wars day everything goes on sale no paul there's so many that when you go back to be like all right let me check up you're like oh no there's six volumes of star wars now yep. four volumes of darth vader two volumes no no of no Bob see Graffa. i'm not gonna try to catch up on all the star wars just just the High Republic stuff. Well, you have your High Republic. You have your High I know, Republic. The, yeah, Avengers, uh, High Rep- the, the Blade. Yep. The guy. The the murder mystery one. Yep. Yep. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> and are you keeping up with the uh, the novel? I know you you've read more of the novels than I have because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to catch up with that. But you're reading the novels, the junior novels, the, yep. the kids books. No, not two junior novels, and not the kids books, but the, the main lo- novels in the line. I kind of fell off of phase two. I want to get back in with phase three, so that's 2024. It's almost a new year's resolution kind of thing, but you know, it's more comic books. I know they're going to be coming out in 2024, but I'm going to just try to tighten it back up, get 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 my reading back under control, get uh get that uh, stack of shame. Luckily, it's stuff that I haven't bought, so it's <laughs> not that shameful, but still hearkening in the background. I feel it calling to me. All right, that's yeah. my number one. So did I... Well, no. You're, no. You're number one? Or that was my third pick. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was my third one. So who's next? That was my third one. Uh, nobody else did it, so I'm over. It's done. We can move on. <laughs> no, no, I'm that's asking every, who else. At the end of all of these, that's what you're like. That's eh, my number one. We're over, right? We're done. <laughs> who else? Who else needs to talk? I don't know. I'm so Everyone, confused I've by the list, about one the book, numbers, the cycle. All right, John, go ahead. Uh, get us back on track. What's your number two? No, I've already got my number two. 
Oh, was, I'm, okay. What was see, oh, your number three? Was Hellblazer. What was your number yeah. two? Number two was uh, Red Hood. Oh, okay. All right. So I need to do my number two then. Yes. Sorry, guys. I got up to go get my beer. I, I missed a couple books. Paul, Paul skipping you because he just wants to be done. And I'm done. I don't look Over forward it. to anything. I'm Paul. Over it out. <laughs> uh, my number two is a book that Paul kind of poo-pooed earlier uh, when he was looking forward to his X-Men 97. I'm actually looking forward to X-Men now because it has been announced that we are coming to the end of the Krakoa age oh. of the X-Men, which I feel like this is the time that I really get into X-Men because it's when they start the next chapter of the X family books. And it's maintainable because there's maybe like three like titles that come out. And it's like, Oh, I can buy X-Men and X-Men blue and X-Men gold. That's fine. I got this. Uh, and then Tear it's like, down. They, and they, then it's they, like three months in when Jonathan Hickman's like, ha, 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 ha. You ready for this? Boom. You got swords. You got powers. You got houses. You got rises. You got falls. You got colors, you got red, you got blue, you got gold, you got black. Like, mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, and here's where I tap out. But uh, with the end of the Krakoan age of the X-Men, it seems like writer uh, Kieran Gillen is actually kind of like spearheading like the closing of that chapter. And he's a creator whose name I definitely recognize on a lot of stuff and i'm like oh i i'm probably gonna like that if i buy it but a lot of it's so steeped in everything else going on see the x-men books right now that i'm like oh i i can't pick that up but if he's responsible for the launching of this next chapter or phase i'll be there for it i i like him enough i like the x-men enough it's one of those universes that anytime i dip my feet into it like with a Astonishing Iceman that came out maybe like five, six months ago. I was like, uh, I, I like this. Uh, the Rogan Gambit book. I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm looking for a reason to become that X-Man fan again. Uh, and this could be my time. Paul, just imagine if they put out an X-Factor. Wow. I'm sure there's probably been an X-Factor book within the past like two years, three years, four years, however long. This this phase has been happening, but I don't I don't I don't know because I I can't look at that that side of the solicitations because it's it's so dense because it's like oh this X Men 131's part eight of this crossover is like mm, no nope, can't do it yeah big big bugs uh, my number one is at the top of my list because of the writer. Uh, Pete Tomasi is someone who I'm always I always enjoy what he's writing. He always does a really good job. And I did really enjoy his Super Sons. And spinning out of that is Sinister Sons. Uh, I'm so torn about this book, John. Talk me through. I know. Me too. But the thing is, is he does a good job of writing shit kids in a fun way that you don't necessarily hate him. And uh, Super Sons is uh, uh, Laura Zod, General Zod's son, teaming up with Sinestro's son. And it just looks fun. And it, they look shitty. Uh, they just, they look like the biggest. They look so shitty. They look, so shitty. They look like 
Super Sons I liked because th- there's a fun to these characters, but it's like, oh, these kids are just shitty. I know, and but I think that I, I don't know. I think I think it'll be fun. Um, I think they're characters they've already popped up in Super Sons, so they've already been introduced. Hmm. Uh, but I, I now know there was getting... like a a backup in something that I bought that yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of like because it was um Sinestro's son, kind of like on the trail of his father. Yeah, I, it might have been Green Lantern, honestly, but I uh, I don't know how I feel about this book. Because uh, I had this on my poll list for whenever issue one came out, and then I think I took it out because I was like, I don't know if I want to put down the money for it, but I'm glad uh, it's on your radar too, just so I could talk about it in this moment. Yeah. At least. The, the thing is, is is Peter Tomasi has written some just great, great books, and I mean, we we'll all we all will agree his Green Lantern Corps was phenomenal. Uh, he did great. Um, the Batman stuff that he wrote was all really good. Uh, I just enjoy him as a writer. Super Sons was one of those books like I wasn't expecting to like it. And I really liked it. I think, Paul, you picked it and I kept buying it um, for the for the list. So um, or for look back. And yeah, it two characters that I know are going to be crappy characters, but I think it'll be fun to read those characters. And even like the extra covers they have, they have a cover where it's them in a trench coat together and one standing on the other shoulders. (laughs) And then like on the, I guess on the back of it, the flip of it is the, the thing like busting open because they're, they got to show that it's them. So That's that's kind of fun. I think this book, just with that, like this book is going to have humor to it. So I think it'll be fun. Okay, Paul, now you can do your number one. No, I've done three. It's already done them. It's your turn, Chris. What was your number three? My my three was Jason Aaron coming to DC. Okay. Or that would would be my number one. My number two was, uh, I know I did it. Oh, what did I say? Oh, uh, Archie Horror coming back. And then uh, three was uh, catching up on Star Wars The High Republic. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the one that's behind everything. Um, Talked about it in my pick for the list this week. We talked about it in my pick for the monthly look back last month. We talked about it as my pick for the pick for monthly look back in October, as well as the pick for the monthly look back in July. Moving back to front, uh, Void Rivals, Transformers, Duke, Cobra Commander. Uh, Comics I'm most looking forward to this year is the Energon Universe family of books from Image and Skybound Comics. I am a sucker for a shared family of books within a comic publishing house. Uh, See probably all my picks from last year's Look Forward when I'm sure I probably picked everything coming out from the uh, massive verse over at image comics as well with like mm-hmm. radiant black, dead lucky, uh, rogue son, no one, yada, yada, yada. I, I love a self-contained comic book universe at a comic book company. And Energon has that nostalgia going for it with that. Hey, this is being written by people who are fans of, what you love because they would have been that kid on the playground playing 
next to you is like, oh, you got G.I. Joe's? I got Transformers. What would happen if we start bashing them into each other? Uh, and that's what I'm getting from the Undershine universe. And it's a lot of fun. And I think it's so better executed here than we would or will get it from the movies because, you know, Transformers Rise of the Beast had that G.I. Joe stinger at the end. And it's like, I, I don't I don't need that. But in the comics, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going <laughs> to buy that. Um, that's why that's my number one. I It's made me a fan of something that I... I didn't think I'd ever be buying a G.I. Joe comic book, let alone two looking forward to the point when it finally becomes G.I. Joe. And I can see this crossover with the Transformers. And how are they going to bring these weird aliens who are like on the run, but maybe in love now? I don't know. How's that going to come back to it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, nice. uh, this was definitely a thought uh, for one of my picks for this. I knew that you would pick it, Chris, so I knew it'd get talked about or picked. Well, well thank you. Th- um, this was my Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I'm I'm down. Um, I feel like I need to pick up the couple issues of um, Transformers that I've missed. I picked up two more issues of. Um, what is it when they're on the planet together? Void rivals. Oh, void rivals. Yeah. Void rivals. I picked them up. I haven't read them yet, um, but I did pick them up. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy all of this and where it's going to go. And I, I love, I love loving GI Joe again because I grew up loving GI Joe. John, your number one. Did it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Guys, we just start talking about comic books. And yeah. something I've learned, like, when I start uh, editing these episodes, once we start talking about stuff, we just talk about stuff and at least, like, other stuff. So, uh, yeah. you know, who knows when the episodes end and when, like, friend talk begins. Uh, but, guys, that's going to head us into our closing, which is our new beers resolutions. Because, you know, craft beer is as much a part of the show as the comic books, the pop culture movies, TV shows, video games, uh, tier lists, mm-hmm. Paul yeah. playing snake, all that, all that. Uh, what are you looking forward to with beer or what are your decisions for beer for this year? 20 uh, fear. We've had a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to make it, trying to make it rhyme. Sorry. We've had a lot of breweries that have opened up or expanded to newer locations, and I have yet to make it out to them. And um, I would like to try to to get to those breweries. Um, there's one, like a new one called like Shuby Lufar or something like that, that it's not too far from my house. And I keep trying to get out there and something always kind of happens where I'm not able, we're not able to get out there. But I would really like to get out to those breweries and try new new beers, try them. Um, and hopefully, you know, like their breweries doing styles. Some of them are and some of them are just putting out IPAs and sours. Um, but I definitely would love to get back to getting out to breweries. Paul, uh, I kind of want to drink less at home. So it's not quite like going out to breweries, but I want to make, you know, having a beer an event again. 
like mm-hmm. because I have been, you know, drinking fairly regularly. Like I, if I buy a, six, a couple six packs for the podcast, you know, and we record on, um, you know, a Tuesday night by the weekend, I might be out of those six packs, you know, because and then I'm like on Friday picking up more beer for the weekend. And then I'm on Tuesday, I might even need to go out and buy beer for the podcast again. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not not the best cycle, you know, uh, monetary wise, not the best cycle health wise. I put on some weight. So, you know, I, I kind of want to not that I'm drinking tea for the podcast. It isn't part of that. It's just uh, this is the event. This is the time I want to be excited to drink beer. Mm-hmm. And I think I've let beer become just something that I have been drinking. And it's not something that I'm excited to drink. It's like, oh, what am I going to drink? Well, I'm Paul. I drink beer, you know. Mm-hmm. I, so I want that to be, uh, you know, make it more an event kind of thing again. Make it more something that I'm really looking forward to trying something new. Because I have kind of burnt myself out a little bit on, uh, like, I have an IPA and I'm like, is this much better than the other IPAs that I've had? Like, and I keep, I'm not really telling the difference. I'm not yeah. really exploring the beer anymore. I'm I'm picking up fridge filler and just like having stuff in the fridge. Just so. Uh, Paul, everything you have said, I have said to myself and actually written down here ah. um, because I'm aping your new beer's resolution too because i i love craft beer it is a mm-hmm. part of our show it's always going to be a part of our show it's a part yeah. of who i am at this point like if i had to like do bullet points who i am it would probably be like comic books cats beer like those are wait like, i'm pretty my, sure that's your instagram that's my instagram <laughs> shit because it's comics cats and crafts yeah oh, holy shit um I, you've I done it that, i said that years ago and it did not click until now, but it, it's so much a part of who I am and it's what I enjoy. But for me, it's, I don't feel burnt out on it, but it's to the point where when you were saying what you were saying, I was mm-hmm. nodding along. It's just like, yeah, I will buy beer because I'm like, Oh, this is something I can have on the show. Mm-hmm. And then like, Oh, Hey, I can't record tonight. Can we record Thursday? And it's like, Oh yeah, that's fine. And then I'm just like, well, I got this beer. I'm going to drink mm-hmm. it. And then it's like, yeah. I should just buy a new beer for the show. And that's what I'm doing. And this is not like a guy. I, I never want this to sound like a guys I'm struggling, like quit, quitting beer, quitting the show. Like yeah, yeah. I, I'm at the point now where it's like, I am drinking a lot that I don't need to, because I'm just mm-hmm. buying stuff because it's like, well, I'm a beer guy. Like I need, I need to drink that. Uh, yeah. So my new beer's resolution is literally, and I'm going to read this word for Word for word, time to cut back. No more fridge fillers because, you know, this part of like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just buy this. I'll have it in the fridge. I I will just drink that as a fridge filler because it's there. Like, yeah, don't need uh, it. We're not, fr- we're not filling the fridge anymore. We're, yeah. It's just going straight. You know, we're, we're just drinking it straight away. It's not like we're, oh, we're keeping it, the fridge stock. So when company comes over or if somebody shows up or there's an event that I want to bring beer to. I'm ready. Yeah. It's it's there to be drank. And that's not what a fridge filler should be. Yeah. And for me, and like the thing is like, oh, I'm just buying something to have in the fridge. And then it's like, oh, it's my day off. I'm going to sit there. I'll drink like four, yeah. four all day IPAs. And th- there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But then it's like, oh, the next day when I get home from work, 
I'm going to have two an all day. And yeah. then, like, after I finish that one, like, oh, we're watching TV. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I got we, one more episode. Oh, I'm going to grab another one. It's like, I don't yeah. need to have that. Like, that's I'm just drinking because it's there. And like, yeah, but the only thing I'm concerned about is now this is going to be me trying to find something else to just sit there and drink because I don't like drinking just water. Yeah, I I've made the move to to drinking tea because like oh it's it's easy just to make like a pot mm-hmm. of hot water and i can yeah. you know have a couple but that doesn't fulfill anything like yes it's something nice to drink but after i have like a mug of tea i'm like what did i get from that but i don't want to go to like soda or like yeah. hard liquors either because i was like well no that that's i would rather just drink a beer at that point um right. but continuing on uh no more fridge fillers only buying singles for the shows because oh. my beer store lets me do that. Like, I don't have to buy a full six pack. I can just pull a bottle out of there. They'll charge me the single price. That's fine. Like, if it's something I think I might like or love, like if it's one of my go-to breweries, like, yeah, like having a couple extras of those will be fine. But example, I made this decision last week when I went to the beer store. I was like, okay, you know what? I can buy one of the southern tier french toast i can buy one of the southern tier mochas because if i have those other ones yes i will drink them yes i will probably enjoy them but i don't need mm-hmm. them like that's fine and if i loved it that much hey next time i go to my beer store they'll still probably have it i can just buy one more bottle of it it's fine um and then i did put a note in here going out is fine though let me yeah. live like i'm still gonna go to breweries i'm still gonna mm-hmm. try stuff when we go out to eat, I'm still going to see what they have on their tab list. Like, yeah. this isn't a, like, I'm quitting. But this is like a, no, I spend a lot of money on something to just drink it at home. Mm-hmm. When I would much rather, like you said, like, have it be an event. Something to look forward to. Like, let me sit down, have a beer with my friends. Talk about it on this show. Because uh, that's all it needs to be. And yeah. John got up and left a while ago. <laughs> He is not back yet. And I was going to say, like, oh, this is going to be really funny when we're like, Paul and I are like, we're cutting back. Like, well, John, John and then John was going to come back like, hey, guys, I got another beer. (laughs) And we're like, oh, John, what have you missed? John's already mentioned, you know, he's kind of like when I when we were doing the show years ago when I was really going after running, you know, trying to get ready to run. Like I was only drinking during the during the show. And John has mentioned a couple times, like, that's how he is right now. Like, he's only really drinking during the show. And that, that's what I kind of want to get back to. I, I, I feel like John's probably lying about that, though. Yeah, that's fine. He, well, what if he goes out? But he's, he's, you know, he's got two kids at home now. He can't go But out. he's also just getting beers from distributors and, yeah, like, but he's oh, not hey, drinking them until the episode. That's why you can pour them out. He's coming back. He's coming back. He just pours them out because he does He's just, like, nope. Takes them out. It's like Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator where he just sees it and he's like, thumbs down. Hey, welcome back, John. But he gave a thumbs up. (laughs) Give a thumbs up. So, uh, yeah, that's our new beer's resolution. We're still recording? (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you left? You're like, oh, by the time I go back. This guy. I thought it was was his thing and he's like, I'm done. bathroom. You go to the bathroom uh, at a restaurant, just hoping your food's going to be there when you get back. Uh, but, uh, okay, go to the bathroom. I thought you were like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom by the time I get back. Check's going to be paid. 
Good, good move, but no, don't. I, I don't know any friends that have money to do that. Uh, I mean, Paul's always the person like, hey, credit card roulette. <laughs> I'll play by myself. <laughs> oh, I always uh, have to pay. But guys, uh, 2024 sounds like it's going to be a great year. Is there anything coming out? Maybe video games or like board games because you guys are like board game nerds. Uh, anything else coming out that we didn't discuss that you're kind of like, oh, hey, you know, whenever this happens. So there are games that I've purchased that I'm very excited to play. John, Ticket to Ride Legacy. Yeah, gotta I'm get looking forward to that. For that. Yeah, I, I um, figured once you guys got back from Florida, we could set something up. Yeah, we'll set some dates up. Uh, yeah, and then I, I am interested to uh, go down and play some Locana with you, Chris. So bringing some packs i gotta hey build, i mean i open I, up I, these packs and build a pack i've, come I've got your starter decks here like because yep. I, I figure like oh at this point <laughs> just hand them off to them um that'll be perfect i'm looking forward to that have you taught kate to play i know it's something we talked about before. i tried and she's she just noped third rule and she's like nope maybe maybe being down here like because honestly at this point yanni's played more than i have like games that we've played together but then she's also like taught one of her best friends how to play like one of her like not i don't think she's taught one of her other friends but definitely her sister um so young's probably like clocked more games than i have and i'm i'm excited now that we have like a wealth of cards and also cards are more readily available now so like prices are dropping uh the other day i went grocery shopping and i stopped by target to grab cat litter and they had Rise of the Floodborne packs just nice. there on the shelf. And I was like, oh, I can grab five of these packs and I don't feel like I'm like hoarding something away from someone else that's like come to look because there was like three pegs full of them. And I was like, cool. Like, I, I don't have to have this be like, a, oh, I see them. I need to grab them. Mm-hmm. It can just be like, oh, it's it's a little uh, treat myself. Like, hey, I, I grabbed a pack to crack kind of feeling. So, nice. no, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with you. Uh, video game wise, I. Border, uh, Boulder's Gate 3 has been out for a while. Uh, I'm just waiting for a good price drop on that to pick that up. So, Yeah, one game of the year, right? Yeah, people mm-hmm. are lo- loving that. And I- I'm sad that I haven't played it because I I like games that take place in that kind of like universe. Um, Planescape Torment, is we haven't really ever talked about it, but it's like one of my favorite computer RPGs of all time. Because it is so based in that, like, dice roll, like, what are your options going to be for interactions with people? Um, yeah, cool. Johnny? Yeah, nothing really um, video game-wise uh, or uh, board game-wise that I've really taken note of. Excuse me. Did Frosthaven? Uh, did you I... ever get Frosthaven? No. I oh. I don't know what happened with that. Okay. Caitlin's unsure either. She's like, I thought I ordered it, but maybe I didn't. Or maybe they, because it was right before the um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I might have got an email saying that they're postponing it or something. Because uh, I've seen Frosthaven at the stores now. Yeah. So Obviously, I don't think she ordered it. We didn't take any money <laughs> from you, right? Yeah, I don't think so. We were going to take, yeah, once we got it in, we said we would. So I don't think she ordered it. Okay. Well, we still have Gloomhaven to play. So. Yeah. And we haven't had a game night. And I'm not buying Frosthaven until, because I'm, I, we haven't even played Gloomhaven. Yeah. So. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't had a, our board game nights mm-hmm. back on track. 
But Wait, you haven't played? Isn't Gloomhaven like that card game? Like the creepy people? Or am I thinking of something different? That's Gloom. Gloom. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Just, Gloomhaven no, uh, is like you mixed uh, board game, card game, and D and D all in one. Okay. Sorry. It's ever growing. You're continuing to um, evolve your characters and get new powers. Um, and then you can max them out and get new characters that are all random. Um, it's a lot of fun and it's huge. John, are you sorry? Are you talking about Marvel Snap? <laughs> um, but they're definitely it's definitely a fun game. But COVID shut us down. We were playing what like once a month to twice a month. We were playing yeah. it every other week. Every other week. Um. And it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely we all started to realize how to work together and then somebody would get a new character and it's like, oh, man, how are we going to do this and figure out how to work together again to to beat the bosses that are it's tough. Like mm-hmm. there was definitely ways that like it was like, man, how are we going to do this? And you really had to think around some of some of these things. Interesting puzzles every time you go into a dungeon. Yeah. Chris, what video games are uh, you looking forward to? Board games or uh, Lego sets or anything? Uh, Uncle Pops. I mean, loving loving Lorcana right now, and I'm looking forward to Into the Inklands when that releases uh, end of February, beginning of March. But for me, I'm excited and happy to be going back to something that I loved in like my junior high, high school years. Uh, and that's anime. It's always been something kind of like a pop culture blind spot for us as a podcast. And then it, okay. me as like a nerd who prides themselves on being someone that's like, oh, I, I got my finger on all those pulses. Um, you think you're Josh that's... Williamson over here? Or, hey, uh, give, give me that pie. Well, uh, fingers in all the pies? Anime not is Josh Williamson. What's his name? Yeah, Joshua Williamson. Okay. Uh, anime is something that I always enjoyed but it's time consuming and also like the fiscal responsibility you need to have to be a fan of something while trying to live and maybe being a fan of something else uh something always had to give and for me like i was a big comic book fan like growing up but then i stopped being a comic book fan because i started playing more video games and watching anime and then i got out of anime and just played video games and then I slowed down the video games and just started reading comic books. And then it was comic books and craft beer. And <laughs> you, you can't have it all. Um, but now with the availability of everything on different streaming platforms, like within the past couple of months, Yanni and I have gotten into watching like anime that we've always been interested in or, in the case of like something like Naruto, like something that she's watched and like I was always kind of like interested in. So it's the golden age of content. Like I'm catching up on stuff that I was always curious about uh, and really enjoying it. And I can't wait to do something animator related because I do want to like get you guys watching something and bringing it to the show uh, because there's so much like cool stuff out there. Like it's like if there was like a fantastic comic book that we were just like, well, I'm not going to read that because I don't read that comic book. Like that's kind of how I feel about like some of the stuff that's been out there that we have not seen because it's just like, well, we don't watch that. But it's like, 
but if we did, like, we would probably really enjoy it. Um, but there, I watched a lot of um, the One Piece anime this year. Um, and we watched the, I watched the live action. Uh, I watched the live action of, um, Hugh, Yu 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 Hakusho is the one you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Like I was planning on watching the, the anime version of that as well. Uh, and, um, a couple years ago, I got finger guns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I love, um, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Like I got the Blu-ray of that. Um, I didn't watch the live action. I watched the first episode of the live action and just couldn't get into it. Um, but Cowboy Bebop, I, I think is one of the best, best ever made. Cowboy Bebop's great, but this is all kind of preamble because while I'm catching up on stuff, I already decided the anime that when it comes out is going to be my like, okay, I'm getting in on the ground level. Like, so when new episodes come out, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get to watch it as it's airing. Uh, it's called Go Go Loser Ranger, and this is a take on like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Super Sentai type series, where uh, in this universe, Power Rangers are real, uh, but they've actually cut a deal with the invading aliens that they can put on weekly shows where it's like, oh, we're beating you guys, uh, we're the heroes, but they're really like a secret shadow cabal government that's now like deciding the way of the world. Uh, and a member of that alien invading like army is kind of like, well, this is stupid. Like, why are we playing into this? Like we, we should be the ones that are ruling everything. And when there's an opening to join this Ranger team, he, he goes for it and then gets onto the team. So he's trying to take them down from the inside. This, this is kind of like that Energon universe where it's like, oh, Power Rangers were cool when I was like in like fourth grade. It's always been kind of one of those like, oh, this is kind of fun. A different take on it. I feel like this is something that I'm like, no, I, I want to see the show when it comes out. I want to be there as it's airing. So I can be like, oh, man, I, did you see that last episode of Go Go Loser Ranger? Like, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I also watched um, it's on Max scavenger HBO, hbo max right the one the, for you watch for hbo yeah it's just called max now it's just max there's no hbo needed so what's the hbo streaming service called uh max except like all they're just putting everything up on other places like all your dc watching it's it's, it's like all netflix on now. it's all on netflix now uh scavenger's reign uh, it was a miniseries, anime miniseries, which was really, really good. Nice. I, rec- I recommend it. Uh, we are about to finish season one of Spy Family. Okay. I'm absolutely loving that show. Uh, season two is now available on Hulu, but it's only as subtitle. We've been watching the dub, so that's kind of... I want to keep going on it, but if I if I have to watch it, subtitle, I'm going to... Uh, it's just like a very cool, fun, heartwarming show. It's about a super spy who's uh, trying to get inside information on like a world leader who could possibly be igniting a cold war going on between uh, two nations. And the only way he can do it is by adopting a daughter and getting her into school with 
this uh, world leader's child. And to continue to keep up this front, he has to like fake marry a woman who also turns out to be a top secret assassin. Mm. Uh, and they don't know each other's history, but it turns out that his adopted daughter, Anya, is uh, like telepathic, so she can read everybody's thoughts. And then they also adopt a family dog who is uh, precog and t- can tell the future. Nice. So it's it ridiculous. Fun. It sounds it's, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith with <laughs> superpowers. Uh, <laughs> it's so goofy, but it's so fun. And it's so heartwarming because they're doing this all for the mission. But you see them becoming a real family. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Have you watched any of uh, My Hero Academia? That is on my list of things to watch right now because um, we're watching Spy Family. We're also watching Attack on Titan, Titan, uh, Demon Slayer, which is really cool and action packed and energetic. Uh, we're in like the second season of that, and then again we're watching Naruto, which is ever ongoing and has a sequel series and then another sequel series and then spin off movies that lead up those sequel series. So. It's a lot. I know it, we haven't finished the podcast, and we're still recording. Oh, always. But I, I, always I'm recording. Gonna eat, I'm just going to eat my apple while we talk. <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, it's your, it's your night I, apple. It's your night apple. I, I do look forward to maybe, like, sitting down and making you guys, like, watch some of this, or maybe we each pick something to bring to the table and, like, do, like, a, uh, like a pilot review, pilot season, like... Is this something you would watch? Is something I think like Paul would... would probably be more inclined to do that than the mobile games. <laughs> I would also have to find something that's on Hulu and or uh, Hulu Plus. has a Hulu's got a, a ton, a, a wealth of it. Like there's a ton of stuff on there. So even if there's something like you've heard about that you think like, oh maybe yeah. that that'll tickle my itch, or if there's something that you're just scrolling through and like think looks cool, go for it. Look forward to that in 2024. Wow. Much like we're looking forward to you. Anime April coming to you in 2024. Anime April? <laughs> Anime April. I like it, Paul. Good job. Uh, rate and review is over on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we are going to be available on Herd FM. Just got the email about that. It's a new creator-focused uh, podcasting platform uh, coming out. Uh, no, no big boys allowed. It's only us little fish in this pool. Okay. Mm. They they know that the, all the advertisement money has dried up for podcasts, right? That they've heard that they've Probably. they understand that. But it doesn't Casper, seem like Casper sold all the mattresses they can, <laughs> and they had we have to wait another ten years before. Hey, don't worry. There's always again. there's always better help out there because people yeah. keep needing therapy. But hey, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for spending this year with us. And if you haven't spent the last year with us, hey, uh, those are some things we're going to be talking about in 2024. So. Stick with us. Uh, can't all be bad, right? Right? Right. <laughs> can't rain all the time. <laughs>